Dad smoking jazz cabbage and at the restaurant, like ready to just get buck. Me and this hot babe. That is fucking gold. What's up, you hogs? Beef here, everybody's favorite globe trotter. I'm doing quite well, thanks for asking. I'm about to go build a shed with my big bro. Just got back into New Orleans from the east. Shout out to the newly wedded Mr. and Mrs. T Dog. This episode is dedicated to your holy matrimony. I'll be in town for about a month before sneaking off to NY, so hit me up if you want to hang or make hilarious stuff or give me a massage or whatever you're into. We got a super podcast today with some good old buddies who are fellow world travelers. Crone has been living in Prague, Czech, for a couple years. He's the one with the deep baritone voice who sounds like he smokes about 20 Joes a day. Uh, Joey's the other one. He's a previous guest on the show. He's coming off some Prague time as well, plus a year in Seoul, South Korea, which is where this podcast was recorded. We had a killer time, man, swapping stories, talking about gay stuff. It was awesome. Hope you all enjoy. Thanks for tuning in. So you haven't jumped to Celsius. You're on. You're on the kilometers. And it depends what my audience is, right? <laughs> like I hang out with some Canadians here, so I'll speak in Celsius. And then obviously when I'm with hogs from back home, <laughs> it's um, good to know that you're fluent in Celsius, though, you beast. I just I, I just have like these markers in my head. Like I know 40, is, 40 Celsius is right about a hundred. Mm-hmm. 30 is right about 90. That's the way to do it. 20 is 68. Ooh. One away, man. That's One close. away. <laughs> so that that's like the only way I really know it, you know? Like I can ballpark it. Like when it's between 30 and 50, like I, I really can't guess. I mean, I know 32 is obviously zero, mm-hmm. but I can't, I couldn't be like, oh, today's five or nine. Yeah. You know? That's the way you got to do it. Like if you're going to, do, it's like four ninths plus thirty two. I don't know how good your your basic math is, but now you got to just. No, I went to summer go. school for Robin Hanneman in eighth grade. <laughs> Damn, I had dude. I got so murked by Katrina because like math wise, I was always a G. Like yeah. coming through grade school, like total hound, and then for Katrina, we we had one week of school right, and then I go up to New Jersey, and I'm in Creskill, New Jersey. Shout out for like four months. And it was just kind of like regular math, but when I go back and have to do Jesuit style stuff, I got wrecked. Like that was the only Same. time I can remember, like struggling with math. It was so frustrating. Oh, I, I like because I mean you can't just like algebra and like factoring and like all that new ridiculous stuff. You can't just like teach Foil. yourself that. God, and I I love that shit. Right, I used to right. Like I loved calculus. I, I love all the stuff. But God, that was the one time I ever like just got screwed by kind of. A hurricane, I guess. <laughs> no, no, I'm right there with you. The school that I went to in Baton Rouge has since closed. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, wasn't that good, and I was like bawling there. Like, I was in ninth grade there, although mm-hmm. I was in eighth grade at Jesuit. But I was in like the. It's so funny that we're talking about the tracks. I was in like the the middle track at Jesuit, right? So, um, I was kind of like you know taking what would be regular ninth grade classes. So when I went to this hurricane school, which wasn't that good, they just put me in ninth grade. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, not even batting an eye. It was like easier than my, gra- my grade school. 
And then I went back to Jesuit, and I'm, like, sitting with, you know, the fucking... Evan Shays. The Evan Shays, the Alex Wolves. We had 11 valedictorians. Yeah. We had 11 valedictorians. And a few people missed it by just, like, 0.1 percentage of their GPA, which is crazy. Yeah, that is nuts. Ian Wobble and Joe Hart got the exact same numerical average. That's why they they both gave the valedictory address. Because they... Because, like, you could get... You could get all 90s. Or, no, it was 92. Wasn't, what, did we have 90? No, we had 90s. We had a 10-point scale. For the first, for the A, but then the rest was kind of messed up. Yeah, it was I think 90, it was like 190 to the 82, 82 74. Like the yeah, and then anything, a, a D is 74 to, to 70. And anything you more. sure? Yeah. I think I remember it being a perfect 10-point scale. No, it LSU definitely was not. Was. <laughs> but, LSU was. LSU was. But... Those two got the same, like, because you could get all 90s and be valedictorian if you're in all honors and blah, blah, blah. Those two got the same, like, because sometimes you're getting a 96, sometimes you're getting a 92. They, they actually averaged out the same exact numerical score. That's and so wild. They both, is that so the craziest coincidence ever? Four years of high school classes. Five. Or I don't know if Let's eighth say grade four factors and a half. I think some of the classes, though, if you're, like, taking your algebra ones in eighth grade, which obviously they were. I don't know. I feel like that's so kind of screwed me because I, f- I feel like I mean I I didn't LSU was my safety school LSU was was like whatever I think like, a lot of ours right? I barely, I, barely oh, yeah, ours. I was like okay like in no way did I think I was gonna go to LSU I wanted UNC I wanted UVA and LSU and the college applications were just so long that those are the only three I applied to Did you guys apply to more like how many did y'all do I did I think eight UVA was the mm-hmm. only school that I didn't get into. And I know that we were all trying to go to different schools, but the beauty of it is, like, that's why... Thank God. Yeah, thank God, because Joey wanted to go to another... He wanted to go to Loyola Marymount in California. Me and Will. So did Will. And Mm -hmm. none of us made the decision to go to LSU. Jake wanted to go to Georgia. Yeah, Jake wanted to go somewhere, too. Oh, my God. And none of us made the decision until, I guess, like, the last possible moment, and then all the other dorms were taken up. And then it was Same just, exact thing happened to me, dude. Yeah, just and then it was just us four, and we had to find a place together. And now, yeah, now we're in fucking Seoul. Holy <laughs> shit! All right, now we're in South Korea. It's a little bit random. The good Korea, as I like to call it, as Nancy likes to call it too. The, the better half. Yeah. I mean, it's where it's popping off, man. Dude, talk to me about. Has there been any sketchy, like North Korea ish things? At all, or has it, has it just is it just media hyped, just crazy? Wait, um, I mean, because they're launching nuclear weapons, kind of. Right? Yeah, the first four months I was here, it was pretty hot. Like from June of two thousand seventeen to like October. Hot but not of sick. Of two thousand seventeen, yeah, hot but not sick. Okay. <laughs> it was just like, uh, you know, I think there were like in that four month span, I think there were like six missiles tested. Tested? What the hell is tested? Like, uh, they just they fired them off and into the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, one yeah, flew over Japan. I think two may have flown over Japan, uh, but I'm not. We'll, we'll have to stat check that later, fact check that later. <laughs> but um, Got our producers on that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I think there was six missiles that went over, and I, it was like the first time I came to Seoul. I was sitting on a metro going to a baseball game, actually, and this man just started talking to me, who's Korean. And I'm like, yeah, where are you from? And he's like, I'm from North Korea. I was like, oh. It's like, how'd you get here? The other side of the tracks. Yeah, yeah, really. 
and he's like, uh, well, my family, we, we migrated after the war or like during the war, which was from 1950 to 53 in the Korean war. So there's a good bit of families that, you know, hop the border at that time because the border, you know, there's so much going on. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a lot of people that fled North Korea because they kind of saw the writing on the wall that this place was going Whack. in a much different direction from the rest of the world at the time, you know, in the post-World War II era. Um, so that, that it wasn't sketchy, but that was definitely, you know, like an interesting moment where it made me realize that there's people here that were born mm-hmm. in North Korea because... It's not that long ago, right? Um, but as far as sketchy goes, man, like at the time of the missiles, you know, my I had just left home pretty much. You know, it was like, all right, well, I've got one month down, 11 months to go. It seems like a ton of time, right? And um, I live very close to an army base, a U.S. army base. It's called Camp Humphreys. And Camp Humphreys is um, in the process of becoming the largest U.S. Army base not in the States. It's literally this property. That's got to be no accident, right? Because No, I don't, I don't think. I mean, uh, multiple reasons why it's no accident. A, because of obviously the obvious conflict. Is that the USA's biggest like, enemy right now, North Korea? Well, possibly, but on the flip side, one of the biggest allies in Asia is South Korea. Because there was an agreement. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer, huh? Yeah. Damn. Very true. And uh, But there were Koreans that fought in the Vietnam War mm-hmm. after Americans fought in the Korean War for South Korea. Hmm. So there's Vietnam vets from South Korea that were fighting for the Americans and vice versa in the Korean War. So I think that's kind of a, a big reason why there's such a big American contingent here. To jump off real quick, yeah. why did we go to war in Vietnam? It's because that was all messy and we zipped in and tried to, like, democracy-ify so, and help out? So the French occupied Vietnam. What? And then, yeah, so they have, like, in Hanoi, which is the capital of Vietnam, they have a French quarter. They have buildings. I mean, honestly, it reminded me a ton of New Orleans. Uh, hmm. Like... The, the they have the balconies like it, it it has very similar architecture to the French Quarter, which I know is predominantly Spanish architecture. Right. Yeah. But um, there's still like that influence of the French. Like for example, banh mi, right? Banh mi is served on a baguette. Hmm. Aha. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. Well, I, which I never knew until I was there. And Dude, Europe just like just scattered all over the whole world and started saying, yep, this is mine. This is mine now. France, Fucking England, Dutch. Spain, like, and the Dutch. Yeah. yeah, which gets kind of discounted compared to the other three, but like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think when the French left and it was still com- it was hard communist in Vietnam, that's when the U.S. stepped in and was like, no, we're going to try to democ... Well, communist, like... So like everyone was was sharing and and it just went wrong because there's too many people and there's start what was the problem with communism in Vietnam? I think it's just like a lot of the conflict we see today. You have a an overpowering force that's trying to just implement what they know, mm-hmm. what they have. Similar to like Iraq, for example. You know, um, I actually met an Iraqi in in Laos and. 
talked with him for a while and he was saying how happy the people were in Iraq before the war. Hmm. Like they were very, very content with the way things were. Dicey. International politics. It's yeah. just like sketch, like ugh, sketchy, dude. But getting back to this, the like sketchier moments regarding right, right. North Korea. So after these missiles were flying off, you know, like I'd, I'd usually wake up and there would be like, the news would be out by then, right? Like in the States. So I have like my mom, my dad <laughs> messaging me about literally for me yesterday's news. But I would be like falling asleep and I live 15 minutes away from this U.S. Army base, right? So there's routinely Blackhawks flying and for training and this, that, and the other. So like when the missiles were flying off and I'd hear these Blackhawks, I'm like, oh shit, like is it time, like... Game time. In the 65 years since this war, is it finally about to go down now? Oh, shit. So is there a plan in place for that? If something were to pop yeah. off, do you have, <laughs> does, like, does each city have their own emergency plan of action? So you'll see in the metros here, there are emergency gas masks and supplies in the metro stations today in wow. Seoul and all over South Korea. And uh, I don't know if I have clearance to say it, but I've been, uh, <laughs> I, I have, you know, I had some uh, some nights, you know, having a few pops with the old uh, the soldiers. And basically they tell me, don't go to Seoul. If, if something wants to happen, don't go to Seoul. Because we're so close to the border, right? So close to the border. And their first objective will be to evacuate Seoul. Oh my God. Because that's where all the, that's where, I mean, half the population lives here, right? So you can only gather how much of the money is made in Seoul compared to the How many millions of people live here? In South Korea, I think it's uh, approximately 50 million. And of that 50 million, I want to say 25 million live within an hour of Seoul. Chrome was asking this earlier. Is Seoul, it's like the second biggest city in the world. It's in the conversation of like most people in one. Yeah, Tokyo is the most popular. You looked it up? And then, yes. Good for you. Yeah, fact check before I started. Good for you. But I don't know if Seoul is number two. I know it's probably, it's in the top five. I want to say, top five, top five, top five. (laughs) I want to say, what's the big one in India? Oh. um, I know Beijing's bigger. New Delhi? Beijing Beijing is bigger. Beijing is bigger. I think it's New Delhi. So in no particular order, Tokyo for sure, number one. And then you have New Delhi, Beijing, and I want to say Mexico City. And really? Mexico City is either one up or one uh, below Seoul. And then I, I couldn't tell you. I want to say Seoul is six for some reason. Um, but Damn, well, I'll just go fuck myself. Yeah, I want to say it's like right about six, but I haven't looked up the stats since I was like preparing to move here and trying to study up on shit. Yeah. It's really wackadoo just how many skyscrapers and buildings and just levels of, of people here uh, it's so many people it's too many people right i, I mean, don't know if, i don't know I don't, how you live here well i don't well, you live don't in the city right true, true, true. that was like part of the reason why i wanted to go out of the city because i had i had lived in a city center in a foreign place in prague and it was perfect it was like yeah Prague. it wasn't too big there was a lot going on at the same time. Like you could be surrounded by buildings or you could be, you know, sitting in a meadow of grass and literally 
a meadow. All within an hour, right? Meadow. Yeah. So I was just like, if I'm going to Asia, like I want to be, I want to be really close to the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I ended up living across the street from a rice field, essentially. And there we go. We're back to rice fields. <laughs> yeah. Just like everything here, man, it all comes back to rice. <laughs> wow. It's like their biggest, uh, I think it's like one of their biggest exports. I didn't. I Should don't be know. Grapefruit. <laughs> it just sounded like it made a lot of sense. It should right? be grapefruit soju. Well, That's what it should be. We need yeah. soju in the States. Yeah, man. Like, it, honestly, you know what it reminds me a ton of? Fireball. <laughs> in what way? Just like it's that like the novelty of it. Well, not so much the novelty because like, in my opinion, Fireball wishes it could be soju and how soju is like the novelty here. But it's just like that quick like rock back a shot, you know. Or like I've even seen like cocktails with Fireball as well. Oh no. Oh yeah, and Lafayette with a uh, J Bro shout out. You're this so- was actually the weekend that I met Kelly. A.K.A. Oh, Mrs. Schwartz, uh, the future Mrs. Schwartz, and uh, it was for Festival International, and uh, we were having like, what's the translation of that? Festival International. <laughs> I don't know actually. <laughs> uh, but we it's were an at- ancient language. The meaning has been lost I long think, ago. Uh, what is it? A, a whale's anus. <laughs> A whale's vagina. Oh, fuck me. Bless me. I I think I've thrown up more Fireball than I've drank Fireball. Oh, man. It, it, that, like, it was like Bitcoin, right? It's, like, <laughs> super popular, comes in, everyone loves it, so much fun, real trendy shot to get. And then some somewhere around 2012, for me, it just took a straight U-turn. Yes. Well, and they, I was like, I can't even smell it anymore. It makes me want to throw up. Because I've, I've thrown up so much Fireball. It's like, that's... That's always the night where if you're doing multiple fireball shots, mm. you're you're painting the parking lot a well, new <laughs> new color of tan and whatever stomach fluid looks like. It's probably because, I mean, you don't start off the night taking shots of fireball. You start with something else, then yeah. drink something else, and then when you get to the bar, it's an easy shot for everybody to take. Exactly. Do, so you, do this, you like Jaeger? Not really, but, you know, it's kind of the same thing. It's, exactly, like it, it's the exact same thing. It's an easy shot that a group of people can take, and then all this concoction of random mm. alcohol and liquors in your stomach just makes for a tasty little bomb session later on in the night. Have you ever... Because I'm just... I'm such a pussy when it comes <laughs> to, like, shots and, like, chugging. Like, have you ever taken a shot at the bar and immediately thrown up? So in the Czech Republic, they have this... It's kind of similar to soju in a sense. It's like the staple. Oh, Bekarovka? Bekarovka is one, but they have another one that's even more strong. It's called um, Slivovica. So it's like a... Slivovica. Which technically means like plum liquor, I guess. It's a very, very potent, clear liquor. And yeah, you immediately take a shot of it and have instant nausea. So there have been a few What does it taste like? What's the flavor? It tastes a little bit like... um, Everclear, a little bit, oh, but with like a, a slight hint of plum, just enough to make you perfectly nauseous. <laughs> yes. And it's the same thing as Fireball. You don't start drinking Slivovitsa. You know, you're drinking whatever before, and then when you're feeling a little salty at the bar, you get shots with your boys. Love and then it. 
Yeah, I mean, by that point, you're already kind of drunk, and this nasty liquid goes in your mouth, and you just spew. Mm. So there have been a few times in Prague where we're taking shots, take a shot at Radost. The last time I did it was at Radost. Shout out. One Shout of the sponsors of the podcast. <laughs> club Radost. Club Radost, and Fancy Club took a shot and just yacked all over this nice bar with a bunch of, like, Fancy people around. Just classy girls wearing fur hats and yeah. like smoking mm-hmm. those long cigarettes with like the stems. Skinnies. Mm-hmm. Skinnies are white. so popular here too. Skinny yeah. cigarettes? Yeah. I'm not a fan. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Stick to the hand rolls. Yeah. But yeah. I, a tequila is what makes me want to yak. Well, tequila. Who? Oh. The guy who's well, like, come on, let's do shots. Like, you gotta do it. I hate that guy at the bar. Like, for, and I'm trying to be like a fun, cool guy, right? But the dudes who's just forcing you to drink room temperature well tequila, no, no thanks. Oh, right? Sign me up. I it's, love that shit. Uh, See, tequila. <laughs> <laughs> Sally, don't you come around here when I'm drinking that tequila, you know? Nah, I, uh, I think tequila is honestly my preferred shot. Yes, yeah, yeah. If it's chilled and if it's nice, oh out, yeah, like yeah. Patron shots, oh, yeah. sign me that way. No but, doubt. Or good old Joey Cuervo. Oh, salt. <laughs> no doubt. Is tequila thing here? No, man. Definitely not. Apparently, you're not supposed to shoot tequila. Like I went to Mexico. Uh, what's it called? It's really a nice Tulum. You ever hear of Tulum, Mexico? Yeah. Have went not. there with a, an ex. Oh, I think I've seen it like an an Instagram or something. Yeah, it's a real sure. trendy kind of. Off the beaten path, nicer oh, spot. Um, is it? It's like near Cozumel, perhaps. I think it's close. It's close to Cancun. Okay. Couldn't tell you. I think we flew into Cancun and then drove about an hour or so to Tulum. I'm gonna have to fact check this too. <laughs> Beautiful, like cenotes and like ruins. Very cool spot. But I go in there. We're in Mexico, right? Let's do Patron shots. And this snooty little bitchy waitress named Lindsay, I think. You slut. <laughs> um, she's like, actually, we don't shoot tequila Uh-oh. in Mexico, and just made us feel like really dumb because like we were we were like at the restaurant like ready to just get buck, me and this hot babe, and, <laughs> and classic she's, you, and she just like just kind of cuts me off at the knees and is like, no. Nah. So apparently you're supposed to sip tequila, uh, which I kind of could get behind a little more because tequila just shooting it, just chugging it makes me want to, makes me not want to. It makes me actually just. <laughs> but I guess that's kind of like our culture. We consume as yeah. much as quickly as possible to as get big, as yeah, God. fucked up so we can all vomit on bars later in the night. Yeah. My one, uh, the oh, God bless America. I'm, uh, God yeah. bless America. God bless it. Gosh, man. Kurt, when was the last time we saw each other in America? <laughs> um, probably the. Like 2015. 2015. Like wow. One of, the, one of the few days before we left, we left to move to Prague. Yeah. Holy shit, kids. Wow. Yeah, it's been 527 days since I've seen Joey as of yesterday. What a moment, man. Yeah, I caught that on video. I th- I'm pretty sure I saved it, too. No, wow. Yeah, yeah, No, you were doing push-ups. Oh, oh, right. I got the second hug when we were by the building with all the cool lights on the side of it. Yeah, me a lot of those hugs, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my new goofs. One of my new goofs is throwing out push-ups whenever I get excited. Yeah. I love it. Can I get a quick workout in whenever you can? Uh, I remember um, 
it was Mardi Gras junior year of college, also known as the pinnacle of feeling yourself. Yeah. Maybe it was sophomore year, so I'm really, you know, well, still at that dumb come up, you know? And uh, my godfather's friend came in from Georgia, uh, from Dawson, Georgia. And he randomly, we ran into each other on St. Charles at Bacchus. And he saw that I was like pretty tanked, you know, so. And he's like, your ass is with me the rest of the night. He's like, your godfather already went to bed. He's like, you're coming with me. It's like, all right. There's a bar in in the quarter called The Dungeon. Ooh, great name. No, but great name. So apparently it was like the spot for our parents back in the day, right? My dad stood my mom up at Tipitina's. Get out of Swag town. Swag and he totally closed later. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he so, yeah, did. So yeah, beast. Sorry to interrupt. Continue. No, no, that's awesome. No, my, my my dad just used to always be like, yeah, we would go to the dungeon, and uh, it's like one of those places that opens at an absurd hour, like, you know, two, three, four, whatever. And uh, back in the day, you had to, like, climb a ladder to get in. Whoa! Either How climb a ladder to sticks. get in, or climb like a ladder down. I think uh, it's one to get into the dungeon. That right. makes sense, right? Ooh, and so I don't think they still have it for you know probably like a health a safety hazard or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I went there and uh, I forgot which shot we were taking, but yeah, yacked right at the bar. Luckily, the bartender didn't notice, and uh, we just got right back on the train, man. Mm-hmm. Just rode that puppy all the way home. Mm-hmm. Speaking of yakking, that oh my god, <laughs> what's the name of that place? The Golden Tree, Zlati Strom in Prague. So, right when we moved there, Lauren came to visit. Oh my god, and shout out! Yeah, Joey and Lauren have a kind of competitive relationship a bit. <laughs> and to say thank you, Lauren had stayed with us for what like a week and a half when we first moved there. Mm-hmm. And to say thank you, she brought us to like a very nice steak dinner, mm-hmm. which you know, what a we, classy gal! Yeah, we had. Yes, we were, we were not paying for steak dinners at that point, you know. Yeah, it, was, it was a nice treat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways, we it's on her tab, so we get a bunch of steaks, a bunch of wine, potatoes, you know, the works. And somehow Joey and Lauren get in the argument of who can drink more, which is, by the way, is a sick argument. <laughs> who can drink by more? By two sick human beings. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the sickness level was off the I'm charts. I'm thinking Joey. What up, Rumi? Right? Well... We did. We kind of stayed out of it. Lauren and Broza were just kind of at each other's throats. I remember uh, when I called her toast. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What was it? What was the line like? I'm gonna call you to- toast because you're about to get burnt or something like that." <laughs> blah, 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 blah. So after dinner, this goes on for thirty oh minutes, God. and they decide to you know put this to the test. We got to. Yeah. So there's this place. Music like, club. Music club, but it's called uh, Golden Tree. It's like the official name. Okay. Um, anyways, we go there, and they have... It's this place. It's kind of like a dungeon bar almost. You go, you walk down into a cellar, and it's kind of like a combination club, strip club. But we were there on a Sunday, like a Sunday night. <laughs> Nobody else was there. <laughs> and they have specials there. You can get a gallon, like a fish bowl of Long Island iced tea. <laughs> So the way that they were going to test it was they were going to both order one apiece. You have to drink. Whoever drinks it first, like finishes it first, wins. But if you throw up or pass out within the hour of drinking it, of finishing it, then you're disqualified. 
Joey finishes his gallon of Long Island iced tea in record time, like six or seven minutes, which is disgusting. (laughs) And as he finishes, he like whoops out a victory cigar out of nowhere. (laughs) No idea where he got it. No, no, I think we all had cigars that night for some reason. I think Lauren also got us cigars. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't have a cigar, so it was a mysterious like ninja pullout of this. Lauren was going through her cigar phase at the time. Uh Uh-huh, okay. Maybe she threw me one. That makes more sense. So it's like there's a group of eight of us sitting at this empty club with strippers in the background. Love that. And Joey... Like, goes to light his victory cigar and give a victory speech and just projectile vomits <laughs> all over this club. <laughs> and then goes to walk to the bathroom and it's still just, like, mean potatoes are, like, seeping out of his mouth. Yeah. As he's walking to the bathroom, flicking Lauren off and Lauren's just sitting there cracking up laughing. Oh, Damn. Man. So she wins, huh? On technicalities, man. Yeah, TKO. No doubt he put it down first, you know? Yeah. I mean, six minutes for a gallon is pretty hog. Repulsive. <laughs> man. Which obviously my stomach did not accept. It's all subjective. I think my yeah. first gay experience was throwing, trying to throw up in JLs, like in the parking lot. I was like so drunk, right? And just go out and stumble out like we all did so many times. Last one. I'm just like sitting on one of those yellow um, parking thingies. Just throwing up, and some dude comes up to me and he's like, "How you feeling, man? You okay?" Like it's like black dude, and he's just like, "Pet me," and he just grabs my junk, Whoa. and I'm just like, "Oh my god, dude! Like I'm not into this right now. Please, this is the worst possible time for you to try and grab my junk." So I'm just yakking my intestines all over the parking lot. That was weird. Yeah, is that like a is that rape? Yeah, no, in most courtrooms for sure. Yeah, the same. The same thing happened to Will on his last day in Prague. (laughs) So we had just gotten ass tats. We'd been drinking all day, and we go to this, (laughs) like, kind of (laughs) just got (laughs) ass tats. I've been day drinking, (laughs) which you're not supposed to be doing after a tattoo. Mm. And we also what? Why? Something about your blood being thin. I don't know. They gave us a whole what? spiel in, like, Czech English, so we didn't really understand. Oh, okay. Anyways, we were just going to continue this train anyway. But, <laughs> Will, it was his last night, so he was feeling himself. And what was that? he starts, like, throwing up at this club, and this gay guy that we are semi-friends with just, like, comes up. Who's had the hots for Will for, like, six months oh, now. Oh, snap. He's, like, heat-seeking missile at this point. Yeah. So he sees Will at a vulnerable stage. <laughs> Goes and, like, starts stroking his back while he's doing it. Oh, boy. And, like, very casually slips a hand into Will's pants and, like, starts fingering his ass. (laughs) And at that point, Will stopped vomiting, like, slapped the guy, and then we all left. (laughs) Oh, my God. Where was this? Ah, Deja Vu. Have you been to Deja Vu? It rings a bell. Yeah, it's just some shitty touristy club that Will wanted to go to for some reason. But yeah, I ended wow. up getting his ass finger. Will got goosed. <laughs> Will got goosed. Will, maybe one of my other gay experiences was Will probably just kissing me on the mouth. Mm. You guys were super into that. Y'all were in the face for that in the Prague scene. On the mouth. Will would just come up and just kiss Crowan on the fucking lips. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it got kind of gay towards the end. <laughs> I've, always, I've always known you to be a cheeky song bitch, but not... I am cheeky. Not too much of a lipper. My first dude kiss was, I th- it was before Will, I guess, or one of you guys. It was 
me and T Dog were playing beer pong at his house, uh, just by ourselves naked. No, it was a big, <laughs> it was a big party. I swear, I shit you not. Sh- we shoot and we play rebounds. Like, if you get the rebound, you get the behind-the-back shot, even if it goes off the table. Encourages a little bit more of an athletic environment. You know, get some more exercise in there, some more reflexes going. Sure. We both die for a rebound. Swear to God, we're, we're trying to get the, the ping-pong ball on the ground, and we just, lips just touch. Wow. It was the, it was just beautiful. <laughs> some Lady in the Tramp stuff. It that really is. was. It was so, like, we would do it, we jump in, we go, ah! <laughs> and we like hugged or something. I don't know. It's like it's a beautiful moment. Love you, T Dog. Yeah, there's nothing weird about kissing your friends on the lips. You know, my brother. Uh, my brother came from like a heavy background. I'm just bro. You know, like uh, I'll never forget my brother. The first time he told me, maybe the only time at that. But he was like, you know, Joey. Not everybody that does drugs or bad people. And that was just like, I was, I think I was like 11. (laughs) My brother's 11 years older than me. Right. So he's like at the time, 22, so many life experiences. He's right. Totally. And he said that and I was like, what? Like really like bent me big time. I was like, Hmm. what do you mean? And then I remember another time where I think I'll like witness him and one of his bros just like peck each other on the lips. Uh, and I was just like, what? It was like a very similar experience. Like maybe like rethink everything that I had thought previously, you know? And me and Will had always had this running joke like, I'm going to kiss you. <laughs> like, like, you know, back half of high school in college. And it was just like, it was random, like, like of course, the joke is way more frequented when we're drinking, right? Naturally. But I forgot where we, exactly we were, but I just know that it wasn't like a going out environment. Mm. It was a little more romantic. And we went to go like, <laughs> we, were, yeah, <laughs> we went to go like, hug each other and we put our head on the same <laughs> side and just our mouths were it. <laughs> Like, it happened, and we are like, oh, my God, that's it. We were like, we did it. Wow, your mouths were open. Yeah, I mean, tongue wasn't protruding, but, I mean, <laughs> like, there was, like, a, you know, that lip-on-lip contact. I was just yeah. like, oh, fuck, we we did it. All right, cool. Bless it, man. Yeah. Bless Sounds it all like the same, movement. man. Long time coming. Speaking of drugs. Sure. <laughs> Never had a bad time on them. <laughs> Oh, I have. Definitely. Yeah. Have you never had a bad experience on drugs? You never had a bad trip? No. I mean, I, I oh, well, all right. Man. Well, anybody that knows me pretty well knows that the first time I ever smoked pot, I fucking lost my shit. <laughs> what? So, spring break, junior year, high school... Um, Mojo was the thing. Oh my god. Mojo was Brandon Co- the I think bees Brandon knees. I don't know why. Well, he was in the house too. <laughs> we had like we had like this balling pad uh in Destin and whatnot and you know, we were all fucking Spring young. break in we, high school. We dude. were young go hards. <laughs> young go hards and I remember I was with uh I was with Sproul Bruno and Georgia Hotard and 
Gosh, I just snitched on everybody. These are aliases. Yeah, yeah, all alias names. And uh, I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> I'm smoking tonight. I'm a bad boy, you know? And smoked like four or five bowls of um, Mojo. You know, because after the first... Spice. Second, Spice like, was a big thing. Like, yo, I don't feel it. I don't feel it. Yeah, I'm hammered. But I don't, I don't feel high. So tight. And then, like, it just hit me like a sack of bricks. I go back in the house, and our we had like fourteen or fifteen guys in there with six moms. Bless us. Sup. Suppers. And so me and another really good friend of mine. I'm not gonna mention names. Yeah, let's let's avoid any names. I mean, you've already dropped enough. Might as well drop one more. No, no, let's avoid. No, no, it's not Colby. What's up, bro? I know you're listening. (laughs) And so Colby is. We had this thing where you know we put like three fingers in somebody's like gizzard, essentially. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so Colby is literally just like making me cry laughter right and we had this like big den and like after we go in there and someone's like <laughs> someone's like oh my gosh joe you're you got high for the first time like gosh you're such a you're such a failure you're such a loser and i was like <laughs> i am a loser <laughs> ball Start, no. I swear to God, I started bawling, crying. I'm a loser. <laughs> like, I'm nobody. Like, I'm a failure. And so everybody's like, Joey, like, get your stuff together. The moms hear you crying. Like, your mom's going to come downstairs. You're not going to close. So, yeah. Oh. And so... Yeah, so I had a girlfriend at the time, and my my, bre- my friends were like, yeah, just tell your mom that so-and-so broke up with you. And I was just like, yeah, all right. <laughs> so, so my mom brings me outside. She's like, Joey, what the fuck is wrong? And I'm like, mom, I smoked pot. I was like, I, was like, I smoked pot. I'm going to hell. Yeah, like, I'm going to hell. <laughs> I fucking let you down. I let dad down. I let I let my ancestors down. <laughs> yeah, like I let he even worse. I was like, I let Avery down. Avery's my one-year-old niece at the time. <laughs> I was like, Mom, I'm gonna fucking write books on why people shouldn't do this. <laughs> oh my gosh, going off right. And then the olive branch was all. My mom's like, Joey, Joey, I've smoked pot. Your dad smoked pot. I'm all right now. It's okay. Yeah, she's like, you need to smoke pie, smoke mojo. Right, exactly. And that, that, my like, friends in the background was like, Miss Carol, he didn't, he, it wouldn't show up on a drug test. He smoked an artificial pot. <laughs> like, no biggie. I never, I never did that. Did you ever do? Yeah, you did the like the spice, right? I feel like yeah. y'all's group was into yeah, spice. Yeah, that's a spicy mother. A few times. How was, was that? I never, I never experimented with that. The one time where I actually felt it substantially was at Voodoo Fest and it was just not enjoyable at all. I was yeah. kind of like, synthetic and like I felt like I would it was kind of like an out of body experience to where I was like walking around in what felt like a fucked up dream hmm. and I was freaking out. My heart rate was up. I had to like hold on to Jordan Schwartz mm. for dear life. Can we stop using names? I had yeah. to hold on to Remy for dear life. <laughs> um but yeah, no, it was not an enjoyable experience whatsoever. Yeah, that was kind of my my feeling with 
with LSD. I'm a big fan of shroomies, like monster fan. Like once a year, I'm trying to do like a retreat with my bros, mm. just in the middle of the woods, just kind of run around naked, maybe. Um, beautiful day, kind of get back in touch with nature. All oh, blah blah blah, interconnectivity of all existence. You know, you know the deal. But LSD was kind of this like plastic sheen over it, where it was like. And I just kind of had a bad trip, and I no longer believe in bad trips. I think bad trips are just good trips in disguise, because I think you just have some sort of psychological issue that you're trying to subvert, and, like, when you're tripping, like, it comes up, right? Like, you can't, can't run away from anything in your brain, which is, like, mm. so terrifying and important. But it was just this kind of, because, like, if I'm doing shrooms, it's, like, this wonderful, natural, like, I literally feel like the earth. Like, I feel like... Little bloop, 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 like mushrooms are like grown out of my ears and stuff, and I just I feel real natural and like connected. But this was like a weird kind of. I'm not in a hurry to try LSD again. It's so synthetic, chemically like. Was that the first and only time you've done it? Yeah, and I think I did too much too. We did like a little sheet. Isn't that so strange? It a comes sheet. in little. It's like a little tab. Like a little little mini sticky note, and then I think we did an extra half because we were supposed. Yeah, we were supposed to have another guy, but I think he was like busy that day or something. I don't know. Me and my buddy, I'm not using names, Sean, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and we just I don't know. It was weird. I think I was really struggling with the concept of death at the time, and I was like deep into like just kind of a lot of a lot of like heavy stuff, I guess. Um, and it was a rough go, man. I hallucinated that I was, like, in a coma, and all my loved ones, like, were, like, at my bedside, and all I had to do was just die into going to the other side. Something really poignant and beautiful is, like, heaven, what was, like, the other side of, like, as soon as you let go of your ego and yourself and you just give in to the fact that you have mortality, on the other side, it was, like, I could hear, like, Logan, like, Nick Bergeron, like, like some of my just core bros, just, like, gigglingly excited that I was coming on spring break. That's what was like the idea in my head was like once once I die, I'm on spring break for my best buds. Which was super like meaningful and poignant, right? It was pretty cool. Yeah, it sounds like heaven. I, I on think, a beach with your best bros. And like like we were saying, like spring break, like like you transfer spring from break. you transfer from this kind of segregated like, we're all in, like, boys' schools. There are girls are all in girls' schools. Everyone's, like, there's rumors and gossip and, like, hookups and, like, maybe you'll see them on the weekends and whatnot. Boom. You just you just throw all that in the sand, on the water, mm. in the sun, drinking. Oh, fun times. Dude, spring breaks, it's, it's my favorite time of the year. So oh. that, that's your heaven, then. We had this conversation today about God and... Uh-huh. If he exists, obviously he's not some bro with a white beard. But right. like heaven. Is that your heaven then? In my darkest hour, that was the other side of the veil of existence. Mm. And that's not something you you just like make up. That, that was like what it was. That's pretty heavy. Which is pretty goddamn poignant. Damn. Yeah. Crone, what's your heaven? Because hmm. I wasn't, like I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> present. Oh, by the way, I got really into the Bachelor and the Bachelorette. Did you? Yeah, man. Woof. 
goofy, goofy fucking program. It is a goofy program. As I mean, long as you just realize how fake it is, yeah. I'm okay with it. As long as you realize it's a total sideshow, that's your heaven. You're the bachelor. <laughs> My heaven? Yeah. You just got a bunch of milfs <laughs> lined up <laughs> looking for love. He makes out with all of them. And the, all of them. Well, how does he get away Kissing with Bandit. I don't know if y'all watched the recent Bachelor. But it was highly controversial. I would, with, with I season, would prefer to avoid uh, I think pop it was culture. Like season twenty two or something like that. Uh-huh. I'll take a quick summary of what you loved about the experience, but I do want to avoid kind of like topical pop culture kind of stuff. Yeah, basically the dude picked his winner and then a month later went back on it and picked went with the runner up girl. Wow, drama textbook. Yeah, and this dude was a master judge. Uh, yeah. This is, yeah. This is Nick, what was his fucking name? Ari. Okay, well then I'm just gonna yeah. this out. But that's basically all we needed to discuss about that. But wait. Yeah, what's your heaven? Your heaves. Hmm. Have you ever had an experience with infinite divinity and enlightenment? Um, I have had an experience with God. I think he was punishing me. Oh boy, sorry. <laughs> just speaking about our first time smoking pot. The first time that I smoked pot and got really high. We did not have joint papers, nor a bowl, nor did we know how to make anything yet. So the next best option was Bible paper. I remember this. Yeah, so... Crone, you hog. So we used Started Bible your paper. bad relationship with pot right there. Huh? It, that, I mean, yeah. Bible paper. Papyrus leaf. Yeah, I know. The sacred word. That, is, to that is heavily messed up. It is, I know. From a vantage point of, like, 17-year-old Max, like, used to be religious Max... You, you smoked the devil's lettuce with, I mean, with God's wisdom. Even from the a devil's person, lettuce with God's wisdom. Yeah, I mean, even from the perspective of a non-religious person using a like the most sacred book to get high, like that's fucked up. And I, yeah, it was something that I regretted for a long time. But anyways, this first time that I got high, I got way too high and started freaking out. And I have a feeling. I don't have a feeling. I think possibly this bearded beast <laughs> up in heaven was Poseidon. punishing me for smoking his good word and it was a terrible experience and even to this day what happened well hold on run me back there because this was during mass wasn't it no 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 not during mass this, no. where did you get bible uh, is this paper the time that i think i'm in uh, like right at the start of college no no this was a no that but like i've had so many bad experiences with pot that all these stories start to run together oh, just like first time ninth grade I'd just gotten back from all this Katrina stuff. Didn't you maybe yank it during Mass once in the bathroom? <laughs> Not during Mass, but yes, I did yank it in a church. <laughs> Anyways. Sorry. Continue, continue, continue. <laughs> no, this was like a random Friday night. We had a sleepover at a friend's house, and somebody had pot. We didn't have papers, and we decided to smoke. Yeah. Yeah, and um, anyways, we smoke, like, a pretty... I mean, you know, Bible papers are rather long, so we had a pretty long joint. You had a flute. Yeah, <laughs> it was essentially a flute. A choir fruit. Flute. <laughs> anyways, the smoke got really high, like, wandered off into an abandoned house oh my God. and went to the backyard, and, like, you know, hot, pot's not a hallucinogen, but I swear to God, yeah, it is. All, is it? It's a psychedelic. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, That's I guess just not in the sense <laughs> of like sick. LSD or mushrooms, but anyways. Dude, was, if you you can smoke 
all I need to do is smoke a little bit of pot, and I'll start to really kind of trip out. It's, yeah. You can get wacky on it. But, like, I was seeing, like, images that weren't there. Like, I was convinced that there was, in this empty pool, like, a fat-ass walrus that was just <laughs> chilling there. Like, calling my name, like, Chrome, come swimming. <laughs> I was like, Mike. Didn't know his name, Mike. but I called him Mike. It's like, Mike, I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to stay on the shores here. And then, anyways, that was, it was a terrible, like, once I finally stopped seeing the walrus, I tried to go to sleep and couldn't do it. But yeah, so even from here once on out, I've had, <laughs> I've had terrible experiences with pot every time I've smoked it. So I try to refrain, but when I'm feeling extra salty, you know, I'll take mm. a, a hit or two. And I still feel it, and I still act ridiculous whenever I'm even slightly high. So I try to avoid it. But anyways, that goes back to heaven. My boys were there to console me when I was Bless seeing the this walrus. Bless the boys. Shout out to the boys. You know, I could essentially be anywhere. Ideally, maybe a beach or a mountaintop. Hmm. Just somewhere with my boys. Hmm. Maybe a pack or two of camel reds. But oh, you that's, my, that's my habit. You think heaven happens when you die? Or do you think it's... Do you think heaven happens when you die? Good question. Mm-hmm. Good question. Yes, I do. Hmm. I happens think, when you die? I mean, I think you can definitely experience moments of intense bliss when you're alive, but I think the afterlife probably holds something better in store, like something that you can't experience on Earth, like spending the rest of eternity with your homies. Whoa. What's better than that? Uh, Nothing. Maybe a cheesy gordita crunch. There will be cheesy gordita crunches there too. Yeah. A corrito. Oh my god. Chrome loves Shut Taco your Bell. Have you had a quesarita? I'm sorry, KFC. Lately. KFC. PSA. You go to Prague. KFC is about it. It's like <laughs> leaps and bounds ahead of what it is in the USA. Quesarita. And it's Chrome kind of the poster child. And it's kind of like the perfect combination of like American fast food and like Taco Bell. Like we don't have Taco Bell in Europe. We don't have time. And Connor lives in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> and Connor's tight. <laughs> yeah. But it's, they've got like a whole, like, it's a completely different menu from what it is in America. And they've got like a Mexican menu. So they've got this like quesadilla. Mm. It's called a quesarito. Yeah, no, I don't know. It's a corito. Flair for a while, Cor- too. That corito's the Taco Bell thing, I believe. A quesarito. Oh, no, you're right. A no, corito's the KFC one. I mean, yeah. the they, do the fried, yeah. they do fried chicken strips. In the quesadilla. Yeah. With barbecue sauce. Son of a beast thing. Yeah, it's pretty magical. Yeah, now they have an Asian menu, so I mean, you can essentially go to KFC and hit up three continents. Yeah. Well, what's the point of coming to South Korea when you can yeah. just pop over to the next door KFC? Get the Oriental menu. Yeah, it's pretty salty. Joe, heaven, what do you think? Honestly, I think I've experienced my heaven on earth, and it's going to sound really, really cheesy. Like a gordita crunch? No, not that cheesy. It's honestly... The fucking Tigers are taking the field. (laughs) In Tiger Stadium. I swear, man. I have like outer body experiences at LSU games. Yeah? Yeah, full on. Full on, like... So you think heaven exists in this dimension? I do, man. I, well, I haven't like I haven't made like a declarative like conclusion on it. It does or it does not. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I have experienced the ultimate level of happiness on Earth, at least whether that's heaven or not. 
Dude, yeah. There's there's a reason that people have built this crazy structure that houses what are we eighty eight thousand hundred thousand. I mean, we just add on new tiers. We're not in the past ten years, or whatever. Oh yeah. There's a reason. That's a that's a spiritual freaking experience. Are you kidding me? Yeah. All man. those people, all that vibration and energy and 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 yesitude. Right? I I always say that you can't get a hundred thousand people in church. Right. You can't get a hundred thousand people to agree on one thing. But there, go tigers. It kind of defies. You know, uh, if it's a hundred thousand, let's say there's ten thousand other people mm-hmm. rooting for the other side. Is that important that there's a, a bad guy? That there's a oh yeah, well you need a that. Not that kind of gets back to like just a narrative, right? Overarching theme, whatnot. Like for me, as much as I, I mean, like I said, some of my best experiences of life have experienced in there. You know, just like a lot of it's like, you know, when I'm young, I'm like 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, whatever. I was going to say, nostalgia is definitely wrapped in that for you. It's for be. sure. No question. But uh, I love like going to the road games too when you're part of that like 10th mm-hmm. of the population in that stadium. It's the same saying, thing. You're saying, you know, fuck y'all. We're in here. Like I've, I don't know. I just, uh, I, it's just something in me, and I like some of my happiest moments are there. And obviously, I've had so many other great moments of life outside of it, you know. But uh, so what do you think happens when you die? I think there is a, a judgment. Hmm. I, th- you know, you always hear like, you know, only God is my judge, or. What not? God is my witness and all that. And I've exposed myself uh, recently to like Buddhist philosophy. And, you know, I was in these like temples and whatnot. And uh, my thoughts always came back to God, Hmm. Jesus. Not to say that I'm like big, uh, a Bible thumper, you know, but uh, I think. I'm kind of recently getting more fired up about the Bible. Like, obviously we grew up religious, kind of, we all went to saint schools, right? Sure. Kind of studying the Bible. Pretty... But we didn't, like, really study the Bible. And how can you at that age? Like, how can you grasp such infinite, like, major topics at so young without a really specifically guided experience? I don't know. So we're pro-Bible, then you kind of get to college and realize like you don't have to play by the rules that have been set out for you sure and you're like wait a minute a bunch of literate peasants wrote this like it was assembled like thousands of years later and there's certain books that didn't even make it in the canon and like blah blah, blah. As, as many anti-bible arguments, arguments as you want to get into but recently I'm kind of like there's this guy Jordan Peterson you ever hear about him he's a clinical psychologist from uh, Toronto Canada seriously Anyway, long story, he's a rock star. Long story short, he's kind of, he's got me re-psyched up about it. Like saying, all right, let's not throw out the baby with the bathwater. Let's like maybe try and investigate this like pretty significant text. Maybe the most significant text that human history has ever assembled besides Harry Potter. Yeah, that with like the... (laughs) 
Thad Shea Silverstein. Um, yeah, Shell Silverstein, yeah. Clifford um, the Big Red Dog. There's, the there's shit in there from our ancestors. They're trying to just pass on wisdom about like achieving enlightenment and the dopest way to live and how societies can harmonize the best way. Um, I think there's a lot of good in there. Uh, but I forget where I, what I was, where I was going with this. All right, but so going back to heaven, though. Which is not a literal, it's not a fucking literal historical thing, right? The Bible. Like, let's not take it word for word. Let's use it as a metaphor. Right. Right? Yeah, it's meant to be a parable, right? Oh, uh, that's, yeah, for yeah. sure. There was no ark. Yeah. But anyways, heaven. <laughs> there was no garden. Heaven and the sense. The garden imagery is really fascinating. We can get into that later. Continue. Heaven in the sense that we know it, like growing up as religious you know, pupils, I guess, is Which that... Which we definitely grew up as. Yeah. For is, sure. Is that the, the idea of heaven is, like, this eternal, like, pure happiness. Like, you're in the place where you'll be there for the rest of existence. Mm-hmm. So, like, heaven can exist on Earth in the sense that we know it because these we moments are fleeting. We live in a finite, yeah. Yeah, like, regardless of your... If you're happy, like, pure happiness for your entire life it's still going to end at some point. So it's not... In the, in the term that we know heaven, it's not technically heaven. I mean, it could be the closest thing that us as humans can experience to heaven, but it's not heaven in the sense that we've grown up learning about it. And right. About yeah. it, you know? yeah. Heaven's forever. So, I mean, if I could spend forever with my boys, then, yeah, I'm in. Sign me up. Yeah. Well, Where's the check. dotted line? Yeah. Because I got a pen. Yeah. And a John Hancock... And even so, too, like, the even if you don't believe in heaven specifically, or... Well, come on. If you abide by a certain set of rules that, like, some dudes in this weird cult have assembled during a hundred years, let's say, when you die, you get to live in the clouds and smile all day for the rest of forever. Come on. What? But no. At the, but at the same time, though, like, if we did not have this idea of heaven to where, like, you have to do good while you're on earth... I'm not saying that I believe in this one way or another, but if we did not have this idea of heaven, what would human life be like? We would have nothing. What, what's the point of being good if there's not some kind of Checks end game? Yeah. Like, people, I think there would be, people would be shittier. There'd be anarchy. It'd be an, incre- like an incredibly selfish world that we lived in. And it already is, but even more so if there was not this idea that Okay, I have to be a good person while I'm on earth to get into this eternal bliss, I mm-hmm. guess. So I think the idea of heaven for it's a lot of people bliss. is a very it's positive for society, I think. Because if we The idea have, of heaven I I agree. The eternal good, the super yes on the end of the spectrum. The idea of religion, some people would argue not good for society. No, no, no. I'm I'm not I'm just saying, well yeah, I mean heaven ties in with religion, but I'm just saying, you know, a lot of overarching, like, higher than human thing to answer to. Yeah. Like, if you don't do this, then, you know, the cause and effect, if you will. Yeah, what are the consequences of our actions then? And it's not so much a religious thing. Like, non-religious people have an idea of the afterlife. And a lot of people think, like, reincarnation, for example. You know, you, it's like, if you do good, then you'll be reincarnated into, you know, something good as well. Fucking dragon. Or like a very plump strawberry. Ooh, That's ideal. Like a succulent little tomato. Yeah, but like if you're a Wolf shitty tomato. person, you'll get reincarnated into some maggot eating 
the remnants of the Taco Bell that I want right now. Yeah, but how do you... How do you... <laughs> how do you... I just don't know if I can justify free will. Like, a person who's shitty, is that their fault? Uh, you know... Because who on earth would want to pick being a dick... I think it's a result of things that have happened to them. I always use Michael Jackson as the fucking example. Like, Michael Jackson got real weird at the end of his career, right? But only because at the beginning of his life, he was abused, right? Sure. So at what point, what point can you even really attribute culpability to the human experience? You gotta factor in the ability to evolve, which is like ultimately what keeps us around longer. It's like you have to kind of get outside of your own box and try your best to evolve. I just don't know if I can blame bad people for being bad. But so many bad things have happened to so many different types of people when they were younger. And, yeah, I mean, there's definitely conditions that predispose some people to be worse than others when they grow up. But at the same time, so many bad things have happened to, like, good people when they're older, you know? Like... Having a shitty experience, sure, makes you more susceptible to these negative behaviors in the future, but at the same time, so many good people have gone through that to where not everybody that's had a shitty childhood is predestined to grow up and be a shithead themselves, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's a tough... Fact. That's a fact. Yeah, it's a tough I know, but, they don't, they don't but... Get to, you don't get to pick your parents, and you don't get to pick your genetics, and you don't get to pick your environment, so, like, I mean, I think... Can you imagine how much of a head fuck it would be if you did have that? Dude, we're getting towards that kind of... You can pick your kids, like... Yeah. Blue eyes, genetic selection, blah, 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 like this kind of stuff. We're going to be able to build humans pretty soon, right? If you could change your parents, who would you pick to be your parents? Honestly... I would I would pick the two that got. Yeah, honestly. I, I'd ride and die with them. Shout out to my goddamn parents. I Yeah. I fucking love my fucking parents. Absolutely, man. I would too, but if And we're blessed to say that because there are true. people in people the world. People who would not pick that. There are people, people in the world that. that don't have it like obviously we got to where we're kinda with no hesitation saying, yeah. That's you true. Know? But um Well Connor's mom gets free flights for him wherever he wants to go. Oh, so boys. that was kind of an unknown sticker. Yeah, Nancy's Tim. the goat. Gosh, do you oh, remember God. Tim's a savage? I remember the Christmas dinner in Prague when your parents came and your dad was just like very becoming of yeah, we were talking past life. Yeah, we were talking about the devil's lettuce. Yeah, he was talking about how he used to smoke two J's on the Jazz way to and see his grandma. <laughs> Yeah, it's like wow, Mr. Tim, you dog, Salty you. Hog. Which is crazy yeah. because, like in high school, my parents were so strict and never. I got caught yeah. drinking. I got caught. Your drink. mom was a, was a. Yeah, she was crazy. Um, yeah, I got caught drinking once and was grounded for six months. The first time that <laughs> you got grounded. Yeah, the first time that Will, uh, um. Bill. Uh, Bill Ban Bastard. (laughs) Bill got caught drinking our freshman year. Had to go to the hospital and get his stomach pumped. Will, I got grounded. I remember that. I got grounded for that. that. I didn't drink that night. 
Will was free to go and do whatever he wanted to the next weekend while I was sitting at home. No worries, cool. (laughs) But yeah, they were so strict. And then it it was crazy. Like right after college, they just flip-flopped. Became way more open with me. And yeah, now I heard it hearing about my dad smoking jazz cabbage and taking acid. (laughs) So yeah, it's... It was interesting having conversations like that with them. It's cool to like realize your parents are just grown up kids, or no, not grown up, just kids that have been on the earth for a certain number of rotations and are still doing the best they can, trying to figure it out. Yeah, forgiving your parents for their faults is so important. So, oh big. yeah, such a big step. Yeah, it is. I mean, my mom's pretty neurotic and kind of psychotic. She's at so times. sweet. We're yeah, dogging Nancy lesser. hard, but God, Nancy, you did a good job. You got two. Powerful, wonderful boys, and thank you for everything you've done for me personally. Yeah, thanks, Nancy. I hope she doesn't listen to this though. You ever think about it, like how human your parents are? <laughs> Just like wow, like I have two human beings for parents. Because I mean, eventually you get through all the layers of like a potential front when you're at a certain age or this or that. It's like wow. <laughs> My parents are humans. They're, mm-hmm. you know, like they're just they're as susceptible to temptation or the thrill of a moment as the next person. There's a great quote. I want to say it's Mark Twain, but don't mm-hmm. we'll fact check this. But it's like I got a little Twain right here. I was I was surprised to see oh sup go to heaven for the climate, hell for the company. Mark Twizzy. Damn, mm-hmm. bless that. Uh, another great one of his. Or someone's. It was like, I was surprised to see how much my father learned from when I was 18 to when I was 22. Oh, I like that. Right? It's like, you're you're this badass little invincible teenager making your way in the world and being angry. And you realize, you just eventually come to realize, like, my dad's just a hog. Just, <laughs> just doing the best he can. Yeah. Wow. I mean, they're hogs for having to put up with all of our shenanigans for 26 years. Can you imagine? You were all going to have kids, right? I want to have like five kids. I want to have four you? and then adopt. I don't think you are. I don't. You might have one. You have You have only son. When he's like 55. I'm still struggling with the idea of marriage. Oh, well, I didn't say, I didn't say yeah. we're all going to get married. I know. Um, as far as having a kid, as selfish as it sounds, I just... At this point in my life, I don't think I want kids. I think it's kind of You like can a, have a dope existence not having kids, man. Yeah. A much more affordable one, too, I imagine. That, but it's, I mean, it's definitely a, a selfish thing to say that I don't want to have kids, but at the but same time. But selfish gets a bad rap because you're just trying to have the sickest existence possible, right? Yeah, yeah. So people who have kids, and something really weird that I heard, someone was like, because, you know, you talk to people and... This guy was like, well, why do you want to have kids? And I was like, what? What do you mean, why do I want to have kids? Because I just it never occurred to me to kind of ask that question. But that's such an important question, right? And it's like, does it come back to, to ego? And it's like, well, I want a little me and someone to make sure that they love me. And it's like, wait, whoa, hold on. Maybe we should ask these questions. Yeah. I, uh, I, have, a per- I have a pet peeve. Uh, people that post stuff to social media that somebody cannot read. Like, literally, like, it's one person. This has been an official pet peeve of this podcast, is Q-Mans. The, the, the girls who, like, announce it to their unborn baby. Or, like, even worse, like, their nephew. 
or knees. <laughs> no, no, seriously, seriously. Like, uh, um, a couple of weeks ago, I put something up for my mom for Mother's Day standard. So, right? My mom doesn't have an Instagram, but like, literally, my dad, who does have an Instagram, can be like, hey, Carol, read this. Your right? son loves you. Yeah, like, and, in picture form. You know? Which, when we haven't seen each other in months and months and months, it does go a little way, you know? Oh, dude, moms are such suckers for that kind of stuff. Come yeah. on. They but, like, the people that are like, oh, today's my, my two-year-old's birthday. You've changed my life. I love you to death. It's like this, like, who are you doing this for? Or what are you, or better yet, where are you trying to prove? It's you're, like, yo, you're, if you're out there grinding day in, day out, like, get at it. Like, you got that. Like, that's yours. Own it. You know, I don't know. How you ever notice how hard. girls post picture, happy birthday pictures for their friends? And it'll just be a picture of them looking super hot. And then their oh, friend I looking pretty good, too. I have picked up on that. Oh, wow. That's a thing. I notice how it's gone from the Instagram post. Now you just get, like, an Instagram story shout-out, which I think is really funny. Yeah. <sighs> You know, it used to be like a permanent shout out, but now it's a <laughs> but now it's like a twenty four hour shout out, which yeah. you know, shout out to the people that <laughs> fucking do it. But it's like the game has changed. Players are still the same. There will be new players though if we all start having kids, and that's what we don't want. More oh, people so on you social media. You don't. Want to have a little mini crones, a little frosted mini crone? I mean, at this point in my life, I can't see that there will ever be a time where I want to have kids. Because you want to travel and... Not so much... I mean, yeah, travel too, but, like, your life Party. will... Your life will, like, 180 once you have kids, you know? Like, no you... Zero I days. can barely take care of myself, and then yeah. you've got to take care of a little, like, squealing infant. Oh, um, God. See, what I want to do is skip the first, like, can you two imagine? and a half years. I want to skip go the right first to three years. 18 years, have <laughs> my son go through... Go through his prepubescent nah. stage, and then we're just boys. Three-year-old kid, four-year-old kid is a no, I know, wonderful I know. place. It's, I'm being cynical, but at, like, at this stage right now, I don't see myself having children. I just think, huh? yeah, I don't know. I, I guess it's selfish. It's definitely selfish, but I don't know. I just How important for you to like realize that, though, instead of people who just kind of mindlessly, oh, well, you grow up, you marry your sweetie, and you have kids, and you get divorced, and then you... Die miserable. Yeah, I know, and that's like I'm not trying to fall into this same pattern that so many people do, and you know it works for a lot of people. It's just that's kind of not for me, and I'm not saying I don't ever want to have kids. I'm just unsure at this point, and as of right now, I would lean towards the no. I guess selfish reasons. Traveling's part of it. Also, you know, just being responsible for myself is kind of priority number one. I've been dying to ask you this. Ask away. You've got you've got some serious time abroad under your belt, right? Mm-hmm. How like just fed up, done, worn out are you with like the whole like traveler vibe? Yeah. It's for me, nobody like you're a traveler. Like, you just want to see the world. Yeah, it's it's different now because I feel like I've set up a home in Prague, you know? Like, I've got my life, mm. I've got work, I've got a group of friends, you know? Everything that you would have in a place, like, even back in New Orleans, you know? Same thing. 
Um, but yeah, I guess it, people just think I'm going through like a quarter life crisis, but it's just, you know, this is kind of what I enjoy, you Hmm. know, like this is what I feel like I need to be doing right now. Having like this own experience away from what I've grown up knowing, you know, getting to go to places like Seoul and thankfully I get to meet up with my fucking hogs here, which makes it that much better. But yeah, cheers. Uh, yeah, I guess it is kind of annoying. And they, a lot of, I think the most annoying part is that people just also kind of view this as like a phase, I guess. And I feel like now, like I've got, like I said, I have like a whole life kind of set up in Prague. So it's not really a phase. It's just kind of where I'm at right now, you know, and it could go on for, you know, God knows how long. Like, this sounds super superficial because it, it has bothered me a little bit. Like, a travel a traveler's blog or Instagram account today is like a dime a dozen, right? Mm. And people were like, oh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just living my best life. Like, <clears throat> I, I always come back to the term, c'est la vie. <laughs> you know? But it's like, not exactly. Like, I got a job. Yeah. I'm out here fucking like right. I gotta be somewhere at a certain time and I go and do that that's what that's what I think people don't understand I think you're living over there and you're just not really doing Floating, anything if yeah you will. you're not just being productive it's like no I have like I have a career set up like I have I got a pretty good job you know there's points where I hate being away yeah like, no it's it's kind of like everything back home it's just that I have Essentially the same thing, like stable job, friend group, and everything. But I get to live in a foreign place, which I think is more beneficial for me right now, for me personally right now, than if I were to be back home in New Orleans. Did you ever think that you would be three years deep? No, living in in Europe, in no. Central Europe. Wow. I remember the day that we decided to move to Prague. Wow. And it was we were sitting. Will Will didn't ask. He just told me that I was going to move there with him. And then we had that conversation at Cohen's party mm-hmm. and we all decided to do it together. Remember how we like brought Will outside on, cause I had taught, I had spoken with you before and then we brought Will outside. I was like, Will, we got to talk to you about something. He's like, y'all are coming, right? Yeah. And we're like, I remember that moment. very Yeah. Quickly. And he was like, good. And I was like, you already knew, huh? He's like, yeah. Yeah. We weren't going to do this separately. Yeah. That's but one one thing I envy about y'all's situation is like, I got a chance to, to move abroad and it was amazing, but I missed my squad. I didn't have my, my homies. Y'all went, y'all went deep. We, See, we that did two it. levels of it, right? Yeah. So we did like the study abroad thing. Which then I think also, if we would not have studied abroad, we probably would not have moved to Prague. And, but that makes it so much easier moving abroad too when you're with your two best friends. But, like, the first time when we studied abroad, I hated Prague when we came. <laughs> and you, I, hated, you hated living abroad. Yeah, I was extremely homesick huh. for the majority of the time that we studied abroad. The last part was nice because we were bouncing around to different places. And but that's when we were, like, the the, the frilly c'est la vie. travelers. Yeah, yeah, c'est like, la vie. Like, I'm here. <laughs> no, I'm there. <laughs> you know? And, like, we, we didn't, like, really dig our heels in on it. And that's what, I guess, made the second opportunity just that much more enticing was, like, we're established. Secret teeth in here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, let's literally get, let's move uh, here. Let's just give ourselves the opportunity yeah. to have the aftertaste. 
Love that. Yeah. yeah, it's one thing to like travel and move around, which is great. Like, but to move, and that was another big part of my experience as well. It's like I wanted to live somewhere else. Yeah. I had never like moved to a different country. And that, that was another thing too, because this, the town that we studied abroad in was so small to where like it was hard to, you know, set up a base there kind of, you know. I mean, we had our study abroad group, which was English speakers, but the majority of the people in this German town were German, only spoke German, so we couldn't communicate with them very clearly. Innsbruck? Uh, Marburg, Mar- Germany. Um, but yeah, so then I made these plans, and I only planned on staying in Prague for like maximum nine months, but I've been there now for two and a half years, and I just got my two-year visa renewed, so at least wow. another two. But yeah, I mean, that's I think that's the big difference about living in Prague versus living in the small town in Germany is that like there's not a need to escape almost like Marburg was great beautiful picturesque German city Brothers Grimm yeah but at the same time yeah like it's famous for the Brothers Grimm where we studied abroad that's where they were from we went to the university that they studied at the University of Brothers Grimm so like Rapunzel and um, Humpty Dumpty Humpty Dumpty Little Red Riding Hood yeah all these like children's fairy tales but that's what it was famous for, and it was like a tiny German town where there wasn't much to do. But Prague is so different because so many international people live there. There's so much to do. It's beautiful. Like it's kind of everything you could want in a city. It's like big Amazing enough. Amazing place, man. Yeah, it's big enough to where you can like go explore something new every day, but small enough to where you see the same faces and you go to like go to the same places and see the same people seeing the same faces going to the same places running the same races ooh that needs to be a Drake lyric pretty soon. Blame, 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 blame. Are you the Ghost Rider? <laughs> oh, don't the Ghost Rider? Go, don't even go there. Thanks. Crone. So I feel like I feel like it's a very big thing for people to say, like, oh, Crohn's Euro, right? <laughs> Euro Crohn. Is that not... Is it, I no, mean, Euro Crohn is trending right now. Yeah, sure. that, I mean, trending as we speak. It's either Euro Crohn or the direct synonym is gay Crohn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what? I, I get both, yeah. <laughs> what? Crohn yes. slays box. But it's just because... It's you funny. Know, that is such a... Oxymoron, if I've ever heard one. But it's just like hilarious because, okay, maybe my style has changed a little bit since moving here. You do have a very earthy toned Euro swag now. Yeah, and like if I'm wearing pants, they might be just like slightly tighter than the frat bros back home. Right. So shout I, out to the bros, though. Yeah, I mean, shout <laughs> out to the bros. Love yeah, them. But them. they see me Sigma in these. <laughs> they see me in these slim pants. Like, whoa, Chrome, when did you turn gay? No, it's dude, like, like the, wearing the the cat the frat khakis abroad, people are like, well, "What the hell are you doing?" Because yeah. you're not wearing the like synthetic, like material, like tighter shit, right? Exactly. So that's it's very easy to spot Americans traveling abroad because just you can, their style you can hear them. Yeah, you can hear them. Their style in general is just you know very specific. Not saying it's bad. It's just different from the European style. So when I slightly altered my fashion sense to... Which you gotta do, because you don't want to be like a sore thumb in Prague, Exactly. And not only that, like, it's more comfortable, and it's... Sure. It feels better. And it looks sicker. Sup. And hotter. Yeah, but you do that, and, like, immediately somebody back home's like, Whoa, gay! (laughs) Gay! I want to ask you, like... 
Could you see yourself living in another spot in Europe? Yeah, for sure. Barcelona, 100%. Is that on the radar? Possibly. I've, I've had some friends from Prague that have recently moved there and all are working in English-speaking. Barca fucking Lona. Yeah. Bling, bling, bling. Yeah, have you been there? No, but my fucking one of my best buddies ever moved there, and I didn't go visit him. Retarded. <laughs> Dude, I hear it's it's magical. Chrome was telling me about it today. It yeah, we were talking about it today. It's spectacular. The best of everything. Muy bueno. So, yeah, I mean, I could see myself going somewhere like there, but I'm comfortable in Prague right now. Sure. Bless Prague's that. great. Come visit. Shout out to Prague. I uh, I say we, we wrap up this party and, and continue the next chapter in our voyage. Yeah. But before we do that, I would love to try and leave the universe a little bit. Let's give, let's give a little leg up. Let's give a little, a little, hey, here's what I've learned from being Beef or being Crow and Saw 3000 or Jagigstagram. Like, what can we derive from our experience? Give to a listener right now that can, that can help them out with their, with their day today. And I mean now. Actionable advice that can that make their life better right now. Do you guys have anything off the brain? First off, I'm going to say I've been waiting for this question because I listen, I listen to the I listen to this podcast. Gotta, I don't I don't hear English I, I don't hear English dialogue every day, so I go I listen to podcasts. This you're like one of the five podcasts I keep in rotation. Love that because who else? I, my coworkers don't speak fluent English. This is it. Um, I've been waiting for it, and this is it. Go see it for yourself. Go see the world for yourself. Don't... Pythagoras did not generate his theory from listening to someone else. He developed it within. Go feel it. See it. Hear it. Taste it. Bang it. Go out... Bang it. Go out there and see stuff for yourself and then make your own conclusion. Hmm. Don't go off of what so-and-so, whether that's a publication, even a trusted friend at times, don't go off of what someone else tells you. Don't let someone else do your thinking for you. Yeah. Go out there, see it for yourself, experience it for yourself. And then make your own conclusion. And then give that to the world. Mm. Don't regurgitate somebody else's thing. Mm. Bless up. Damn, that's hard to follow. Yeah, Price I bros. Yeah, I, was try- I was trying to like listen, but also think like, oh my god, I'm going to say something sick. Like, what am I going to say? But nobody's got gold right here, so I want to pay attention. God damn it, bros. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited for the next show. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, all right, I guess, you know, we're at the point in our lives now, we're 26, to where, you know, there's generally like a, it's kind of like a bell curve, you know, you follow this specific pattern in life, especially being from like New Orleans, like a pretty conservative place overall. So I think if I'm giving life advice to somebody, 
if you have any hesitation about following this, you know, traditional path that a lot of people do follow, which is fine. Like it's good for some people, but you know, if you feel like straying off the path, do it. You know, you never know what take the jump. Yeah, take the jump as cheesy as it sounds. But yeah, I mean I I feel like we've all kind of done that to a certain extent and I feel like it's changed our lives for the better. So if you're having some kind of I don't know, quarter life crisis, maybe listen to that voice for a little bit and mm. take the plunge. Give him some room at the dinner table. Yeah. Let's Eat that see. extra breadstick. <laughs> you deserve it. Yeah. That feeds into to me, I'm going to say, listen. Mm. L-I-S-T-E-N. Mm. You got one mm. mouth, you got two ears. Every person you come into contact with can teach you not something, many things. So, like, there are no wasted interactions. Maybe someone sucks. And something I'm really, like, getting fascinated with is people who just drive me nuts because maybe that's saying something about me. But it's like, listen to what the heck people are saying because you can learn so much. Like, don't waste your time. You, there, there, are no, there are no wasted interactions. I'll say that. Mm. Gentlemen. Spot on. God, whatever he may look like, <laughs> bless you both. You're both extremely important figures in my life. And I'm super fucking grateful to be here with y'all. And I love you very much. Love you. Thanks for coming on the show. I'm signing us off. Let's let's do some naughty soul behavior. Mm. And thanks for listening, gang. That's the end of the Snuggly Dragon Podcast. <laughs>